This is the good, the Baz, and the ugly. I'm the Baz. Well, that no, I'm Baz. That sounds weird if I were going around calling myself the Baz. Anyway, uh, look, this podcast is filled with uncensored interviews with experts in particular fields or real-life stories from people who have inspiring personal tales to tell. It covers various topics and life stories that I've really dug, you know what I mean? And I think you'll dig them too. Just so you know, this podcast is for grown-ups. It may contain adult themes, sexual references, and strong language. Fuck yeah! No, I just wanted to. Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you're about to hear is true. Hold it now, wait, hold it. I know you're gonna dig this. I think the best thing for me to do is to introduce him. What the... What's his name? Baz Ashwami. It's not Baz Ashwami. It's Baz Ashmawi. Welcome to episode 12, season 2 of The Good, The Baz and The Ugly. No assistance needed today. Do you see this? I'm kicking ass and taking names. My mind is like a laser. I am focused. I'm not to be fucking messed with. You know, you know when your mind, you have those days and you're just working on a, a higher plateau. I'm limitless. Do you know what I mean? My, my mind is beautiful. It's a beautiful clock. Clock. It should be a beautiful mind. <laughs> well, funny you say that. I, I, I kind of like Russell Crowe. Yeah, like you take your mind out of the gutter while I'm scribbling dynamical <laughs> systems and differential equations on the window here. Do you know what I mean? For fuck's sake, I feel like I kind of feel very positive. I feel like anything is possible. I could butter bread with my mind. Do you ever have those moments, John John? You're just having all the just, time. I'm just shooting. I'm shooting and I'm landing every shot. It's great. Um. And you know what I've calculated? I've calculated that there's too much shit in my life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Are you laughing at me or what you're with me? With you. Oh, you better be. Because I'm just saying, I, I have, I've one basket at home and man, there's cables that are there for 10 years in it. Like, I don't, I think they're from like old PlayStations. and I don't know what they're, I want to throw them out, but I can't. For some reason, I have some weird emotional, I'm chained to them. And it's like asking me to put Mahi, my eight-year-old, in a wheelie bin. So I've got so much shit around me and I just don't need it. So, John, John, are you materialistic? I don't know no. if you are. You're not really a no. Mahi. No. You're an Arab. Jesus Christ, you're dripping in gold for fuck's sake. <laughs> you're like an Egyptian Cardi B. What's in your handbag? Allah. Lipstick and cash. Yes, that's me. I walk with cash. <laughs> <laughs> but you like to shop, right? You shop a lot, and we're in a pandemic, so you're not going anywhere. Not a lot, not not a lot. You've got a lot of clothes. But when I, I do have a lot of clothes. Okay, I love the way you see the way she's battling me here. Like I know you, so there's no point. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. I know you. I know, I know, I, I, I know. They were rhetorical questions. Yes, I'm, I'm just humoring you, but I know all the answers to this shit, right? But but do you know what is very popular? Is minimalism is becoming very popular, right? And I think it's very relative. So that's why, really good link. I told you I'm on fucking fire. That's why my guest this week is Zoe Kim. She's the author of Minimalism for Families. She is a minimalist mom of four and the voice behind uh, a brilliant blog called uh, Raising Simple. She believes in developing a minimalist lifestyle through positive perspective changes and practical solutions. I had the best chat with her. This is that chat. Zoe. What's happening, Hi. girl? I'm doing well, Baz. Thank you. Where are you? I am located just north of Atlanta in the U.S. Right. 
What's life like there at the moment? Life is good, right? I can't complain. I got out of my bed. Yeah. I'm hey, up. look, listen, we're all preaching from the same hymn book, I think. Um, very good. Tell me this. I suppose to jump straight into it. Have you always been a minimalist? Did you come from a minimalist family? Uh, like, when did that all start? Yes. So, no, I have not always lived a minimalist lifestyle, and I definitely did not come from a minimalist family. I would say it's been about eight years now. My um, previous husband was in the military, and so he would deploy all the time. And it was during one of the times that he was deployed and I had to move without him and our kids that I began packing up our stuff and wondering, like, what is this? Like, why am I spending my time getting a babysitter so that I can pack things that I don't want, I don't use, I don't even know what this is. Like, are these like phone cords from, you know, two decades ago? Yeah. Um, because, because just because people can't see you, 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 I won't ask, but you seem like quite, quite a young lady. Are you a big family now? How many kids have you got? Yeah, so you're very kind, Baz. I have no, no problem. I'm 41 and currently I am engaged. Um, to my fiance, Matt Paxton, and he has three boys and I have four children. So we are a family of nine combined, a blended family. Wow, a bloody hard yes. family is what that is. I, I, I am of a similar <laughs> ilk of you. I have two young girls with, with my, my missus and she had four when I met her. So we're not, we, we could probably have a dodgeball game or something like that, that might work. And <laughs> tell me this, is, is he a minimalist? Are you all minimalist? I'd say minimalist, like it's like Church of England or something, but it's, it's <laughs> like, describe what, what a minimalist lifestyle is. Describe that to me. Yeah, so let's start. Minimalism is basically a filter to help you live well with less. So it's about removing the excess that's keeping you from the life you actually want to live. So I do like to say, you know, and explain that there's a difference between minimalism as a lifestyle and minimalism as an aesthetic. You know, there's homes that have a very minimalist feel, right? Streamlined, bright, open. Mm. And then there's living a minimalist lifestyle. And that's just about removing the things that are uh, cluttering up your home and life. And that may not just be the things in your home. That could be toxic relationships. It could be, you know, food, anything that you feel like is cluttering your life from where you want to be. Right. So, so your minimalism is goes into subcategories. Does it go into finances? Like, do you go out and go? We're not buying fucking coffees out here. We'll we'll bring our our flask with us and we'll drink our coffees, or we won't buy <laughs> bottled water. That kind of thing. It does. It does carry over into your finances, but I feel like that ba minimalism looks different for everybody. Mm. Maybe someone there's a type of bottled water that they really enjoy. And that's what they've put into their budget. But the point is, is that they're very intentional about what they're bringing into their life and what they're consuming. And they've made a choice. You mentioned food. So that kind of confused me a little. How, how do you become 
a minimalist with food. How does that work? You, I, I can't minimalize food <laughs> yeah. very well at all. Like it all Guys, goes in there. I love food. If I had another job, it would be to just like taste food. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, so no, I love food, but it's really just about being intentional. So one of the ways that I've simplified um, food or meals in my house is just streamlining things. Maybe I make uh, recipes that are use fewer pots and pans. Right. So yeah, my kids will come up to me and they'll say, mom, what's for dinner? And I'm, and I, sometimes my answer is it's the one pot wonder it's in one pot. And I wonder what it's going to turn into. <laughs> okay. It's like that. Right. Okay. You're now just... that you touch on the kids subject, I wonder, like I can see at my age, right? I'm 45. Okay. And, and I've had, I, do you know what? I was at a, one of my daughters had a birthday party and she came home with a black sack right of presents and yes she's opened the first one and then she she hadn't even opened it fully she just kind of spotted quickly what it was and she was ripping open the second one and it became this gorging of just shit really just plastic and toys and like after the first present it, she was lost yes. in this greed right and i remember thinking it's just mm -hmm. too much it's just too much for for someone of her age to fathom. Um, at the same time, how do your kids, how have, they, have they just grown up pretty much in, in a kind of minimalist um, kind of ethos in, in the house? Yes, yeah, they have. So uh, four, my, out of my four, three are boys, ages seven, eight, and 12. And then my girl is 14. So of course my two oldest ones have you know, hear they have heard me um, say things like I'll say, oh, I'm so glad that we don't have all this extra laundry of clothes that we don't wear and all these things to sort. Now we can get to the park sooner. So mm -hmm. I've kind of interwoven it into their life and used conversations to convey this lifestyle to them. How I'm, much clothes do they have just out of interest? That's the first oh. thing. Like, I'm, like I'm, do, you, do you live with certain amount of garments or like what? There's there's no set rule. And I, I, like, I hate to come across and be like, oh, your kids should have only 15 outfits. You know, everybody's different. What if your kid plays sports? And then what if they do dance? They, they need more clothing for that as well. My daughter, I'll tell you, she currently has a lot of t-shirts. What's your version of a lot of t-shirts? This is what I'm wondering. Yeah, I would probably say 50. Okay, all right, shit, that is a lot of t-shirts. Yeah, and so I've kind of, you know, let her sort of go, right? Just for example, I walked by her room. This was two, two years ago. Uh, I walked by her room and she was sorting through her dolls on her own. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? And she was like you know, I don't really play with these anymore. And they're just like taking up space in my closet. So I think we should donate them. Ah, so and she's already kind of, the seeds are there in the way she's thinking yeah. and playing and things like that. And if you really want anybody to get rid of things that they don't need, you don't want to tell them that they have to get rid of those things they don't need. You want them to want to do it for themselves. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we say for someone like you, right? What's your wardrobe look like? If I was to peek into your wardrobe, do you, and I know you, you're not saying everyone has to live like you, but I'm just trying to get a sense of yep. what you're living like. I have like three dresses, you know, one for a funeral, one for a fancy outing, and maybe a couple of summer dresses now. So that's like four. See, I don't wear a lot of dresses, so okay. I'm not going to have a lot of dresses. But I do, I do have like a 
uniform, so to speak, that I wear every day. It's pretty much jeans, my my boots, and a t-shirt. So that's that's about what I have. It's about 12 to 15 outfits. That doesn't sound unlivable, does it? John John? No. No, that doesn't sound <laughs> that doesn't sound extreme or anything. No. No, it's not extreme. It's it's what I like to call practical minimalism, okay. right? Because the point isn't to be extreme. You want this to work for you. And then do you save money that way as well? Absolutely. Sorry, I know I'm, I might be coming across like, you're tight, are you? No, I don't mean it like that, but I'm wondering, like I have a friend who gave up cigarettes and he's always bragging about how much money he saved giving up cigarettes, which it was quite yes. impressive. Like he's collected the money. It's obviously his way of motivating himself where he's got like, look, I've, I just have 980 euro now. So that's how much I save from not smoking. So it's a visual stimulant for him. So for you, do you, mm-hmm. are you aware of how much money you save by, by living in a, in a much more minimal way? I am, um, I'll be honest. I'm not, um, I'm not a list maker person. I'm not a counter. People will write me and they'll be like, how many shoes do you have? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I can tell you that I wear every single shoe I have at least that month. Yeah, I've worn those shoes. I'm a sneaker collector. Uh, I collect sneakers. Uh-oh. So <laughs> I, I, I have shoes I haven't worn in years. Like that, that if, if my wife moved them, I'd be like, where are those sneakers? Or like, what do, you, what do you get out of here? Like she'd be in serious <laughs> trouble. So uh, now that you mentioned how many pairs of shoes would you have? Just... Sorry, I'm getting obsessed about silly things. Like a couple, you have five. Would you have five pairs of shoes, sneakers? I think I have nine. I mean, I think. I think you're a lightweight minimalist. Tell me this, how does it correlate with stress? How, how less stressful is your life than mine, say? A lot less, well, I mean, I... Uh, you can is see that a loaded all, question, You can see by the bags under my eyes. That mine is pretty stressful. Um, but but where does it take away stress from your life, Tammy? It takes away the stress from feeling like I am content with what I have. So with clothing or food, I'm not always constantly feeling like I want to go out and shop to fill some kind of void in my life. And I'm I don't feel like I am as prone to replace happiness in my life with stuff mm. because those things that th- those are not going to bring me life fulfilling joy. Sure, a new phone is great or a new pair of shoes are good, but if you actually didn't really need them and then they you sit, they're just sitting there and you're not enjoying looking at them. I mean, some people buys collect shoes, right? Sneakers, yeah, so yeah, they listen. they like to look at them and if yeah. you've put it up like artwork, then that's your thing, right? And that's cool. But it definitely has has saved stress from, you know, shopping. Baz, I don't know if you've been shopping with kids, but it's not fun. No, no, no. I I don't like spending any time with my kids, if possible. But but, but I spend far too much with them at the moment. Um, (laughs) You see, I've always thought that there's a sugar rush to buying stuff. Right, and and I know it's just from being a sneakerhead where you see something, you're like, oh my god, I really want that. That make me happy. It'll give me that. And there is a rush and an endorphin rush of ordering it and waiting for it, and it comes in the post, and you open the box, and you take it out of the box, and it all feels good. And then it goes really, really fast. It vanishes, yes. and you're left just with, like you say, a thing. It's not really adding. It's not. It's yes. I, 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 I completely understand. I'm at a stage where I know, and I don't know it's whether because I'm getting to an age where I just don't care as much about stuff, but I know there's a lot of clutter, like just there's a lot of stuff around that I don't know why it's still there. 
Like I have, I think four or five old phones. I don't know what they're there for, you know, <laughs> but I keep, and wires. I'm one of those people, I have a cable. I don't even know what the wires are from. It's just there always <laughs> looking at me. Like it's pointless. If I was to go back, were you ever into fashion? Like, was that a thing for you? Because I think it must be much easier to go, like it's easy for me to go, do you know what? Um, I won't eat chocolate cake. I never liked fucking chocolate cake to begin with. So it's not really a sacrifice for me. Were you into right. stuff before? I appreciate nice things. Yeah. But I wouldn't consider myself a uh, expert shopper because I, you know, I, I lose patience. I, I like to go to a store that I know I'm going to find something that fits me that I like. And, and get it. So I do appreciate nice things, mm. but the best way to enjoy your nice things is to only own your nice things. Yeah, so you don't do high street fashion, you don't believe in that kind of thing. You buy something, you buy something nice for you and you yeah. keep it, or you buy high street fashion, just get rid of it. No, no, I like to just buy quality over quantity. Yeah. That would be, you know, one of the minimalist uh, boundary or guidelines that you could follow. Birthday parties. Birthdays, your birthday comes around, or your husband's birthday comes around, or your fiance's. Mm -hmm. Do you wear? Uh, do you do you do birthdays? Well, yeah. I mean, we've got to celebrate life. That's the best thing. Ah, okay. So, and when you're buying a gift or something like that, do you do you have like a, a a limit that you you kind of spend on a gift, or do you think of it like that, or what way does that work? Oh, definitely, right? Because um, seven kids, Baz, I'd be broke. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, whistling in the wind, girl. I'm now all about it. Right. <laughs> Um, so there's a limit. I mean, we do try to do an experience, experiences over things or things that are practical. But yeah, we, we typically have a, a dollar amount limit. That's know? a good, that's interesting that you said that, that you do things over objects, over items. So yes. you spend time together, you invest it in, in your family time. Yes. So my fiance um, and the kids got me a free, a glass blowing class it's cool i'm That's super cool. excited but you'll 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 blow a vase and you won't be able to keep it because it'll just clutter up the fucking place <laughs> that's uh, you're you're caught in pandora's box there a bit <laughs> talk to me about decluttering because I'm, I'm kind of interested in that like what do you start with yeah so believe it or not i like to to encourage people to start with their why so why do you want to declutter in your life so like what is heavy what do you want to change you know you, a lot of uh, women in particular studies uh, studies have shown that um, their cortisol levels increase with more clutter in the home more so than men even if it's behind a closet door like we know it's there and so it's stressing us out like oh i have that stuff to take care of. So you say you want to create a home where you can feel, you know, rested or you want to create a bedroom where you can feel rested and then you you use that motivation to get started. So I'll, let's just say your bedroom. You want to walk in there, you want to be like at peace and like it's your place to rest. Yeah, um, place of zen. Yes, zen. Thank you. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And so use that motivation and then you just go area by area. And and just ditch stuff is that, is that yes yeah i mean and there you know what there's different methods there's the four box method so you get four boxes and you do stuff that you're gonna give away stuff that you're going to donate stuff that's trash and stuff that you're going to keep and you can separate it and you can set up those four you know boxes or piles and then you can just put them in the pile as you go through 
what I what I don't suggest though is going for like that you know garage or shed or basement or attic emotional stuff that's going to take some time also decluttering and becoming more minimalist is kind of like you do it like an onion right you know how the onion has layers mm -hmm. so the more you cut into that onion <laughs> the more you cry so you need to start with the outer layer and so that's the stuff that you don't have an emotional attachment to and you don't really have to think very long that you want to get rid of it interesting it is interesting because I, I know I gotta do it. I know I know the stuff I gotta get rid of. How can you embed the concept into your kids? How do you do that? Lots of positive, passive conversations. So I don't, you know, come down and be like, all right, guys, you have too many toys, you're not being thankful, get rid of your stuff. No. We don't do that. It's hey, you know, you haven't played with this and it's in really good shape. Like there's other people who could use this. Can we donate this? Or And you know, I think as parents, Baz, one of the best ways to teach our kids things is to do it ourselves. Yeah, right? I agree. I agree. Right? Our kids don't do what we tell them to do. They do what we do. I imagine with teenagers and with young adults, it's 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 hard, you know, because because they're 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 so bamboozled and uh, honestly, this 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 constant stimulation of shit mm -hmm. and things and Instagram and you know where it, it's it's hard to teach that to, to someone so young, isn't it? So hard, Baz. The the comparison, you know, is is real on the Instagram and all the accounts. And that was something interesting as I saw my daughter get older. It's like, oh, yay, she gets it. Oh, yeah, she's getting rid of this. And then it's like, oh, now she's going to high school. Oh, now she wants like all these t-shirts she doesn't need or something. And, you know, but I kind of let her go through the process and sort of just model the behavior and maybe pose things like as a question to her so she can really make the decision on her own yeah that's why i wonder have i have i messed it up is it too late <laughs> for my kids do you know what i mean are they already on the dark side do you get me yeah. there's glimmers of red in their in their pupils i wonder if they've seen daddy with his hundred pairs of trainers and just you know it's the wrong example to set for them but you can change right does, absolutely does life does life get a bit boring like not the buying stuff is exciting but do, is there moments where you kind of go do you know i don't know like something as simple as takeaways oh yeah your takeout yeah takeout sorry yeah so do you, do you order takeout yeah, absolutely oh you do do that okay i right. do <laughs> i'm yeah, talking to I you do. like you're from mars oh you do do that <laughs> oh great oh you, you make it fit your lifestyle is I mean, that what you're doing i do bring my own glass container to taco bell and make them put it in there i'm kidding but <laughs> i could do that <laughs> do you think we're happier with less i do i think we're less stressed and I think anytime you realize that things you don't need are not actually adding value to your life, that can make you happy too. Because I, I, you don't spend all this time wanting what you don't have because what you realize what you already have is enough. So what brings you your happiness then? Because a lot of people do, like a, a, lot of, a lot of what people's projected happiness is, is always, oh, when I buy that BMW or when I get that mm -hmm. Rolex or, you know, when I take her to that, you know, big holiday. So where where do you where do you mine mine your happiness from? 
relationships, my family, my friends, connecting with people, inspiring people. Yeah, nature. I love to get outside too. And yeah. you do you do a blog, right? You 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 blog yes. and yeah. What what are the main things people come to you when they do do uh, presume people write you all the time? So what what mm -hmm. are the things people discuss with you most? Yeah, mostly uh, minimalism with kids. Uh, how to help your kids, you know, get on board and how to declutter your own wardrobe. Also, I do dabble in a bit of zero waste. Um, which is why I made the joke about bringing my container to Taco Bell. But that makes like that's the, like that's the way forward, right? We got to go yeah. that with uh, that, uh, that direction. So does that yeah. fit fit in well with the minimalist lifestyle? Of course it does. Yeah, definitely intentional living, whatever that view is for you. It's really just a just a filter. And your husband, your your fiance, is he he's of the same mindset? He's always been of the same mindset as you or did you convert him? Did you lure him into your way of thinking? Into my... in, sorry, it just oh, sounds like a lure into your boudoir. No. Did you lure him into your, your, <laughs> way, your way of thinking as well? Was was he hard to convert? Uh no, he wasn't hard to convert. Uh so he he kind of does a little bit of the same thing. He uh, he helps people downsize, and, and he's a decluttering expert here in the U.S. Jeez, oh, I need you guys to come over here. We'll come. Honestly, yeah. my God, like like I said to you, I think I've just I'm just too far in it. I just don't know how yeah. to even start that. My wife would like it, but because she's half like that anyway. But but for me, I've just got so much crap. It's it's a trendy thing at the moment. I, like if you uh, go into YouTube, yeah. there's so many young minimalists. Them, like like especially in the financial sector where they're like look yeah. I'm 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 going to be financially live like a financial minimalist all through my mm -hmm. 20s invest the money that I'm saving and you know retire at 35 or 40 which I thought like is it trendy do you, do you know do you see that yourself Yeah yeah I do I mean trends will come and go but I definitely think living a life with the the filter that somewhere along the line like what is enough for you will always stay yeah and then when you like you've seven kids right so i'm yeah. i'm imagining you need you did live in a big house do you or did you downsize did you i mean i feel like it's big it's um 2800 square feet that's big isn't <laughs> it that, sorry i'm trying to work that out in my head it's that's big sorry john john sorry uh, I'm awful at that, Matt. Oh yeah, that's grand. I thought, I thought John John was whispering in my ear there. So, does everyone have their own room? Is it that kind of house? Mm, some have their own room, right? My girl has her own room. My 12-year-old uh, boy has his own room. And then my two littles, they're only 15 months apart. They share a room. And then one of um, my fiance's boys has his own room and then the other two share. Do you have one car? No, we have two cars. See, I, I, could, do your, I could do your level of minimalism. I think I could. I, it's not, it doesn't I, seem, for some reason, I thought it was just going to be you in a black t-shirt and black jeans going, this is it. This is me. This is all I live like. Yeah. like there seems to be this... <laughs> picture that it's 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 really extreme but but what you're talking about doesn't seem that extreme did it take you a long time to get to there to where i am yeah. now yeah because it's a journey and it's a process right i don't there there isn't one end result you know there isn't one end like goal that you you know it's not like running a marathon where you you hit that mile and then you're like yay i'm done yeah you know and and that's actually one that it's a good thing that's good because I like change and I like trying to do things differently and better. And so that actually keeps me going. Yeah. 
does it impact work and your profession? Because if you don't need as much money to buy stuff all the time, are you happy to do a lower stressful job? Yes, definitely. As a creative type person, you know, I love people and I just, I love creating. Every time I think of something new, I just want to make it myself. Like, oh, pottery, I want to make my own cups. Oh, I, I just built a house this past year, this house that, um, that you're in now? living in now. Yeah. So I just... I just really value creativity and the idea of dreaming really big and trying to make a life that you want, even if it's outside of the box. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense as well. You mentioned so. earlier on, it's just something that you decluttered relationships. Yes. So, you know, clutter could be toxic relationships. You know, we, we hang on to relationships that are not healthy sometimes for us. Yeah. And that could be seen as clutter in your life. It's weighing you down. So anyone, anyone who's weighing you down, it's a nice way of putting it. Any, <laughs> anyone who's weighing you down is going in the green bin. Let's put it like that. Is that how it works with you? Well, I mean, hopefully I've done my part, right? Sure. On having a good, trying to be a good friend or, or whatever that uh, relationship status is. But yeah, there's some times where no matter what, these people are adding toxic, you know, behavior to your life. And you can't change people, right? You can only change the way that you respond to them. Absolutely. And tell me this, have you lost friends? Has it affected relationships with other people? Do some people, have they been like, they don't, it hasn't worked? I don't impose this on any of my friends or family, but I think that for the people that it hasn't worked for, maybe their idea of whatever they thought they needed to do wasn't as close to their reality mm -hmm. of like their life, right? So for instance, let's just say someone's like, oh, I need to be a runner. And so I'm gonna go out and buy $500 worth of running clothes, mm -hmm. you know? And then that didn't make them run. Yeah. So then they let go of those running clothes and then they're like, well, now I'm still not a runner. Like nothing worked for me. Yeah, I get you. Because it's funny. I like I, I, I remember and I be I was always quite materialistic in ways. It used to motivate me to to want to work and earn money and stuff like that. So but but I remember going backpacking and of course, when you go backpacking, it's just you a pair of shorts and a backpack, mm -hmm. you know, and all of a sudden, all the things that I thought gave me my power, like my car or my suits or my clothes or whatever it is, I didn't have them. And I was, it's, yeah. it's like Superman with kryptonite, <laughs> you know, it's like Superman without the suit. I was like, oh God, now I'm just, I'm just me. It must be kind of freeing. You're just a person. I'm just a person. That must be quite freeing for you. It is. Because I don't have to take care of all the stuff that isn't I'm not using. Like it's not doing anything for my for me in my life, and that that to me is very freeing, especially with all these kids. Baz, mm. tell me this: Can anyone be a minimalist? Anybody could be a minimalist. So even if it, the person doesn't have an excess of possessions, they could apply a minimalist filter to their relationships, to their thinking. Like, what if they have a lot of negative thinking about themselves? They could say, you know what? That's not adding to my life. I need to start saying positive affirmations to myself. Wow. That, that, that's, that's encouraging. My mother is a minimalist. She's a telepathic minimalist. She even gets upset when I spend money. So, <laughs> so um, I love that. Yeah. So there you go. 
That's really interesting, Zoe. I have to say, uh, where can what's what's your what's your blog called? Raising Simple. Right, and you have a book as well, obviously that I'll 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 plug. Yes, thank you so much, Baz. It's yeah, minimalism for families, practical strategies. What kind of advice do you give in that? I set the uh, realistic guidelines for how to get rid of your stuff. So mindset shifts, which is really important, right? Because becoming minimalist isn't about owning less, it's about wanting less. So I give those mindset shifts and then a room by room decluttering strategy for your house. Yeah, because I imagine, you know, you know, like when I give up drink, I, I just yeah. didn't go to pubs for a long time. Do you avoid yeah. places? Do you avoid malls and things like that? Do you try? Oh, yes. Okay. I do. I do. I And you know, I don't like big stores though either. I walk in there and I just feel like there's just crap everywhere, mm. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, buy this, buy that. And it's just so overwhelming. Because America, as bad as Ireland is, America's, it's hard to navigate yourself anywhere in America without being sold something. I used to laugh when I saw all the ads, you know, the pharmaceutical ads on TV. Yeah. Do you feel sad? Do you, do you, you tired? Do you get up in the morning and you're like, yeah, I fucking do all that stuff. Yeah, you need that. <laughs> you know, and they're, they're flogging you all these pills and tablets and it's uh, everywhere. Yeah. Um, where, uh, just out of interest, right. when you're planning a holiday, do you, does it affect how you plan your holidays? I know you invest in your family time, so maybe probably not, right? We definitely set uh, expectations with the kids like, okay, if we know we're going to go somewhere, let's just use Disney World as an example because mm. there's a lot of stuff to buy at Disney World. So if we were to go to Disney World, we are saying, hey, guys, we're going to Disney World. We're going to do the rides and walk around and experience that. But we are not buying any souvenirs. If you want a souvenir, you are welcome to spend your own money on it. Oh, really? They're, yes. they're in charge of their own? Nice. Nice, nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. While I'm the mug walking around with like six Mickey Mouse heads <laughs> following me around the place. Just my kids are tapping me up all the time. How yeah. did you do that? How did you make You just give them the responsibility. M- myself and my wife were having this argument the other day. They have a savings account, right? I'm mm-hmm. sharing way too much here, but they have a savings account. And I said, whatever you put in your savings account, I will double at the end of the year. But they don't fucking spend anything from the savings account. So I'm like... <laughs> Like, they've no concept of what spending money is. So, like, if it's their Mother's Day, then I'm giving them money money for money. They should be using their account, right? Yes. How, how old are these kids? Like, eight, eight and ten. <laughs> I mean, I was hoping you weren't going to say they were, like, 20, Baz, because then I was going to be like, yeah, we got a problem. They're out there <laughs> fighting for them, fighting the good fight themselves. Okay. But yeah. the younger so, ones, I'm trying to instill yeah. a bit of kind of financial maturity in them. Do you yes. know what I mean? But... Yeah, those are good ages to do that. So um, when Mother's Day comes, set the expectation ahead of time so that they have time to like prepare. Don't wait till you're actually going to go shopping and then be like, oh yeah, you're buying this. It's 50 bucks. Take it out of your account. And then, you know, maybe present it in such a way like, hey, a lot of the reason why I work is because when I, you know, is so that I have some money to buy something for someone as a gift. And so what do you want to buy your mom? Like they have an opportunity to give something to their mom. Not so much like it's a chore or a have to, but guess what? They get to. Yeah. Is there steps to being a minimalist? Think of me. I know you're sitting pretty on the top of the mountain. I'm down at the bottom looking up at you. Where, where is there, is there, is there steps that I can take to get to, to get there? Yes. I would say start in one room in your house with just simple things that you don't need to think about that aren't sentimental and start just letting them go. Just just donate them. 
Don't get caught up on the perfect place to donate. Don't get caught up on trying to recoup your money for the next 10 years that you spent on a shirt. Just just let it go. Another thing that I like to encourage people to do is, let's just say a woman could take um, all her cosmetics, right? All her morning routine stuff or if she if she has like a lot of makeup or things like that take the makeup and the products that you have not worn you haven't touched them in the last month put them away in a box out of sight and then wait a month and actually see did i miss this stuff no my day like i got ready in the morning like i always did and then i didn't have all that extra clutter that i was sorting through in the morning and then i like to take it a step further and be like do you even remember what was in that box? Because we actually do forget because we didn't even really need it. That's a good idea. Listen, one last thing. Subscriptions to things. Do you, do you watch that stuff? Oh, absolutely. Email too. I mean, if you want to talk about minimalism, right? The emails that we can get. I mean, I unsubscribe like crazy. It, There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it, John, John. We're, we're going to start with a box. Just start in one area, like one category that you feel like is easy for you. Don't go for your sneakers, though. No. I, <laughs> no. I couldn't even if I wanted to. There you go. There yes. You go. No. It's, uh, Zoe, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was so lovely to chat to you. Oh, so good to be on with you. Yeah, and uh, yeah. thanks so much for having me. Oh, no, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Didn't I tell you? Isn't she great? She's so lovely. You know, listen, if you want to hear more from Zoe, uh, you can get Zoe Kim's book, Minimalism for Families. Uh, you can check out her blog, Raising Simple, which is fantastic. Uh, and I'll attach links uh, to, so to, to her social. See, because I was lying social there. Media. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Someone else will do that. But all the links to her social media will be in the bio as well. So maybe you can show us how to attach links to bios next time. Next <laughs> time on next episode, Basil will give us a t tutorial on how to do this. Well, you're taking away from my laser like focus. Uh, uh, okay, let me gather myself. What do we think? What do we think? Okay, look, if I was to choose to accumulate only the essentials, I would be rewarded with financial freedom by spending less on things that i don't really need i'll cut my financial expenses and increase my savings then using those savings to invest in my future i've honestly honest to god i've watched my mother my whole life live like this you know without even knowing she was a minimalist i just thought she was fucking tight but she's not and in her retirement she's done very well home here home abroad and um, nice pension security and the fist so tight, John John, she could crush diamonds like fucking grapes. <laughs> she's honestly, she. But crocodiles but, in her. I'm pockets. telling you, she's something else. But a minimalist home would significantly be less hassle, less stress, being able to move freely around and enjoy your home without staring at shite everywhere. That's nice. The less things in my home, the fewer things there are to clean. Jesus Christ, like it's one of the biggest arguments in our house is just how much cleaning you have to do. Own less clutter, you find stuff quicker, right? Yeah. Um, I like having nice things, but but to no longer feel tied to material possessions would feel like would feel like a completely new sense of independence, I suppose. It would be like going commando. Be free and breezy. Thank you. But it would be, you know, it would be it would be less damage to the environment. Yeah, going commandos. 
John, John, don't start burning all your underwear now, right? The point <laughs> is, I think, and this is from my own experience, sometimes my possessions have consumed a lot more of my time than I realized. And not to be tied to the past, wow. You know, and I, I don't know why we keep stuff the way we do or we hold on to stuff, but but it's something sometimes we need to let go of. I think it's a good example for my kids as well. Like these are kind of valuable life lessons that they'll never, they're never going to learn on fucking Netflix or on social media. I, I think money is only really valuable as what we choose to spend it on ourselves, our development moments. Um, I think owning higher quality things, more is not better. Better is fucking better. So stop buying crap. You know, I did that a long time ago and uh, you know, I don't regret it at all. I think, again, this is, and I'm someone who's in the middle. I think our culture begs us to own more. I've done it. You know, I, I do it a lot less now, but I've become happier since I've, I, 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 I I live like that. Um, if you look at the top 20 best moments in your life, they're never going to be the day you bought something. They're just not. Now, look, if you're like John John and you're a petrol head and you've always wanted a Porsche and then one day you get it, <laughs> then cool. John John, you having a Porsche, that's all right. You're a flash, Harry. That You're allowed that, you know. But if, but if you're only buying something seeking the approval of other people who don't even fucking matter in your life, then what are you, what are you doing? And I've been that. I've been that Huckleberry. I've been that guy. More stuff won't make you happy. It's just a sugar rush of happiness. I'm not saying burn your belongings, but maybe maybe get a box of matches, have a little think and reevaluate what's important in your in your life and what's just clutter. That's just what I think. That, stop, stop, stop. No, I did fucking tell you I'm working on a different plateau today. I really am. Listen. Guys, thank you so much for joining uh, me, John, John, and Mahi. Um, we would, if you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love you to share it. You can uh, drop a note, uh, uh, leave us a little message. You can get me on social media, of course, as well. We want you to subscribe, pass the word on. And um, we're really happy with how the show has grown, and that's only down to you guys. So thank you very much. And um, you can get me at B Ashmawi B A S H M A W Y on Twitter, on um, Instagram, and more than anything. Good luck in the cup. <laughs>